This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, you, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How you doing? <laughs> doing great. Yeah. yeah doing great. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, th- th- things are good. Yeah, just rock and rolling. It's, uh, it is go season here at uh, Ye Old Pipe Shop. Yeah. And, of course, lots of uh, lots of gifts. People are starting to pour in and, and buy those trinkets for uh, Mommy and Daddy. Yeah, and, man. And uh, you got the lights up and everything. There's, there's little lights and stuff kind of decorating and, you know, drawing people to our, our various wares. And it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's good. It's very, it's very pleasant. Took a small uh, excursion this weekend to the beach that was good just kind of get out of town one more time before uh before all the insanity and you know the weather was terrible and you know i brought all my smoking gear and everything and and, you know the place we're staying was not one of these deals where you could smoke inside and so yeah, the the pipe stayed in the uh, in its pouch, and <laughs> that, that's all um, the plus. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was instead it, of falling out. It, no, that's right, that's right. It was it was kind of a shame, but uh, it, it was it was nice to get out a little bit before we dive back into the insanity of it all. So good, uh, yeah, good, man. Good. What's going on with you? Uh, well, you know, a lot of good stuff which uh, I want to share, but actually, I, I want to get something out first before diving into that. For those tuning in live, you'll notice something looks a little bit different, as you've probably noticed the last couple of episodes. But for this, for <laughs> I feel like every week something looks pretty different. It's like it's like one of those like guess what's different in the two pictures. You know what I no, mean? No, that's like, right. Yeah. Uh, and no, it's not the fact that I'm not wearing my hat. That's a whole nother story. But it's it's actually the fact that we are actually not currently using a pop filter. We've got the mics situated in a bit of a different direction in order to accomplish this. Whether or not it works for the podcast, y'all let us know. I know those of you watching on YouTube, you don't care. You think it looks great because you can finally see our faces. It's been well, which probably might, one of the most requested things about this show. Yeah, is to, is to not have the pop filter. Uh, the, yeah. the, for those of you that aren't aware, because you know, I'm, I'm completely ignorant of all this stuff, and Bo's the reason this show gets cobbled together every week. But you know, a, a pop filter is the giant thing that does you the favor of hiding our face from the camera each and every week. It's not. It's not the. It's a, it's a byproduct. The, 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 the uh, point of the pop filter <laughs> is is all these p words that we use in a uh, in our pipe podcast. Pipe podcast. Uh, it kind of it, it that, that's um that, that the mic is kind of sensitive to that is yes. my understanding, and so the the pop filter kind of. Kind of helps with the pipe podcast problems. Exactly. And, hey, um, look at look at you. And, there you and, go. And so and so we'll uh, you know the audio we're we're hoping we're going to be as consistent as possible. But you know we want you to see our uh, our beautiful faces because hey, what goes better at lunchtime than a dose of nausea? Yeah, this then that's exactly <laughs> what you're getting right now. Uh, but you know, and a big shout out, of course, if we sound at all good, uh, that is all thanks to our lovely editor Mike. Shouts out to Mike and Mike. You will definitely be letting us know as to whether or not. We sound good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he might be like, I quit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, that may this may be the week. This may be the week with everything. But uh, but no, man. So uh, things have been going well. You know, it, it's it's great to actually mention the the pop filter and the fact that we're going popless, if you will, this particular week is because when we first started this show, I was not <laughs> as knowledgeable as I am today. Uh, in fact, I think that's true for both of us on many things. This is. A- accurate, accurate. But <laughs> but back then, I did not realize that a pipe podcast without a pop filter was going to be a problem. And yeah, in if you go back and listen to our first ever episodes, you can hear that that really annoying tinge. And here's the beauty, my friend. Right today, you yes, 
you, dear listener, can actually go back to that first episode. In fact, the first 10 episodes are currently available on the Country Squire Radio archive feed. Oh, we got... So that that is... That's good to go. It is good to go. Now, for those that are already uh, Pipe Club members, that are already patrons, not only are they aware that this is true, they are very annoyed at the fact that this is true. Because, unbeknownst to me, every single time I upload a episode onto the archival oh, feed... Oh, pe- that's the deal where people are getting all these emails. They got all these emails. So, like, I think it was when Wednesday last week, people just got that's, bombarded with yeah. email after email after email. That's that's tough. Fortunately, I stopped at 10 just for my own sanity, just to make sure that, you know, it was working. I didn't want to get like right. all 100 episode in and then find out there was a problem. So you only sent out 10 emails. Only sent out 10. And I think I, I told everybody <laughs> I was going to look into figuring out a way to, to not make it every I mean, single episode. We got 100 of these episodes. No, I know, right? And, and so unfortunately, every single time we upload an episode, it is going to send out an email. So here's what you can kind of expect. For those of you that are club members and patrons, either on Monday or Wednesday, <laughs> a 10-episode push is going to go forward. Hey, poor turkeys. And yeah. the, the good news yeah. is that you get 10, quote-unquote, new episodes of the archival old episodes. Right, right. The bad news is you will be, be bombarded. So whether or not you are in a meeting at work, maybe you are uh, at your kid's birthday party, maybe <laughs> you are at the pipe shop, maybe you are in the middle of a therapy session where your therapist is telling you you need no distractions. All during that time, <laughs> your phone's going to go ping, 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 so ping, 10 that, times. That's the day. That, <laughs> to let so, you know. So Wednesday, that's the day that we want to turn our phone on, on silent. It'll be Wednesdays and Mondays. My goal is to do... Just for the foreseeable future. J- just, well, until just we a, get all 100 in. Yeah. And so, so I mean, we'll, we'll do that for what, eight weeks? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, so, well, all right. So, my goal is to do it so that it's, it's 10 on Monday, 10 on Wednesday. Okay. The reason I didn't do 10 today is because I wanted to put this message out on the podcast first because I know, look, I saw the emails, I saw the tweets. Y'all know everybody. Oh, it was <laughs> everybody was like, "Why are you sending me so?" Many yeah, emails? no, I, it's amazing. People have uh, have stuck with us through this, but, oh, but they're man. gracious and you know appreciate the very high quality content back from 2013. Uh, yeah, when we really knew what we were doing. Yeah, to remind you, just whenever you think, "Man, this is really bad," just, just you have no idea. <laughs> It, get, it gets worse. It, it has been worse. We started from the bottom, and we're here, right? Yeah, like, like we're not we're not quite there, but 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 we're here, right? <laughs> That's right. So I do want to let people know that. I also want to let them know that the best of nominations for 2018 are now officially closed, and the voting will actually start this Wednesday. Good. Uh, Good. And so we'll have the website up. In fact, if you go to CountrySquireRadio.com on Wednesday. There'll be a link to actually vote for the best of as opposed to nominate. And uh, yeah, we'll start those voting process in for the end of the year to announce who was the best of 2018. Yeah, I think that's good. In our little uh, part of the universe. And, so and, and again, user, listener driven. L- l- list, absolutely. All this is very, very much listener driven. So we're, we're excited about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're not trying to like underhand give things to friends or anything like that. You know, it's not like, uh, you know how... It's the Emmys or the Oscars, the oh, you mean we're, we're like the pick, Grammys, picking the, out all our buddies to win the stuff, the Golden Globes. That's what it is. Yeah, we're like we're like the the studios. They all like oh, here's like a couple thousand dollars right here. Here's a million dollars right here. Right, and then you get a Golden Globe. You basically you buy your trophy. Yeah, that's not this scenario. No, forget that. But it probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got bills, man. Is that a thing? I'm just could, kidding. <laughs> could we do that. No. Well, yeah, it is funny, you know, just to peel the curtain, or you know, just a different perspective in the in in the cigar world. A very long-time published magazine, Cigar Aficionado, they have their, their ratings, right? And, it, and it's always funny. People, you know, they there's some great cigars on those ratings lists. They're fantastic. There's a lot of really good stuff. It just so happens that each and every year, all the people that win those 
just happen to be the ones that most heavily advertise in Isn't Cigar Aficionado. It's really fascinating how that works. Yeah, and I, you know, you just wonder. Um, I, I, you know, obviously there's nothing going on there no, that, that's uh, no, no. you know, no skewing that or whatever. But uh, you, you know, you kind of you kind of do wonder occasionally. You, you got to ask the question. You got to got to wonder what <laughs> what might be going on there. Um, all right, so there's there's all that good stuff. I do have one thing I want to share. Yeah, uh, and I, I mentioned this a couple episodes back actually. But um, so there's a podcast called Tolkien TV Talk. Uh, about this up, upcoming uh, uh, Amazon Prime television series that is based on The Lord of the Rings. I guess I, yeah, I don't remember that. It's been in development. I didn't, it's, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not, it's it's very early on in development right now. But uh, but anyway, so there's a podcast that's dedicated to that. Uh, on this last past episode of the Tolkien TV Talk podcast, I was given the opportunity to pitch a television series. If Basically, if I was going to pitch a television series to Amazon, what would it be? Uh, and for about 30 to 45 minutes of just pure nerdiness, like, like nerddom out the wazoo. <laughs> like, like I pride myself get, as get, being, get your daily dose. Yeah. Or, or weekly or monthly. It's, right. It's a lot. Uh, but it's very, very, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Tolkien lore heavy, um, very cut dive into. And, yeah. and so I basically, I pitch a sequel to Lord of the Rings, a pseudo sequel to Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah. And, uh, it, the episode is called dwarves are cool too. That's not the name of my pitch. Uh, my pitch is actually <laughs> well. I don't want to spoil it, but anyway. So if if you wanna if you wanna find something for your commute, if you wanna yeah. get a little uh, nerdy with it and all that no, kind of we, good we, stuff, yeah. No, well, I, we'll definitely have to check that out. I'm sure we'll have a lot of a uh, lot of fun, you know, feedback. We are, obviously we do have a, a heavy contingent of listeners and uh, and and, uh, and and broadcasters that are that are into that kind of stuff. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think I think we got. I That's think this great, will cross man. Good there. for you. Yeah. All right, so we got to welcome some new club members to the club. To the to the Country Squire Radio International, International Pipe, Pipe Club. Club. That's right, uh, man. All right, joining us at the Squire level, Eric Wirt, and that is how I pronounce your. That's that's how your name is pronounced. No, I'm that's sorry. it. That's it. it. It's it's just Eric Wirt. I always feel like yeah. see, I've I've done this so well that now whenever I can't mispronounce a name, I I, I almost have to apologize that I can't mispronounce the name. Yeah, so no, a complete one eighty. No, that's right. That's joining at the Squire level. Too. Joining that's, at the Squire. That's level. wonderful. Thank you, Eric. So Eric, welcome and. Uh, Look forward to those bombardment of emails. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that's, that's, his, that's his reward for joining the uh, the thing. Is that now we're going to fill up his inbox, right? And uh, and <laughs> along with him, man, we got Mike Cushing, and uh, Mike Cushing uh, Cushing is about to be crushinged with the emails. With emails, yeah. But but just for a little, just, <laughs> just for a little season, just for a little, while. just for a season, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you get then you get that wonderful archive. So uh, Eric and Mike, thank y'all so much. Welcome to the club. Uh, and if you too want to join the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, head over to patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio, uh, where you too can join the club, become a patron. Yeah. One way or the other, you get access yeah. to that archive of uh, 100 episodes of Country Squire Radio dating back to the very first. So if that is something that you are interested in, patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio. Yeah. And, and then when you're doing your own, uh, you know, uh, uh, pipe pairings and... Uh uh, you know, Squire Select uh, episode on your own. You know, maybe maybe medicating a hard week kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Then you can. Uh, th- that, that, that's probably the best. That's probably the best time to listen to those old episodes. It, it, yeah. It's Monday. Are you already medicating? I, <laughs> I just, I, I just got the. What's feeling. in this coffee? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, man, this is a great episode that we yeah. have this week. Um, in many respects, this the this is uh, an episode. This is part of a series that uh, is really kind of. 
it's it's why you tuned in to Country Squire Radio in the first place. Maybe when you were first coming in, nobody came to Country Squire Radio thinking, "Oh, you know what? I wonder if there's something that goes into the pipe culture of sailors." Like nobody, nobody did that. <laughs> yeah, nobody did that. But we went there. We went there, right? Uh, and nobody actually came to to us thinking, like, you know what? I wonder what specifically. Hmm. I wonder if uh, if it's cool to uh, to learn a little bit about, let's say. Um, well, no, blending your own tobacco, that, that might be one. That might be one. <laughs> we, we've done a pretty good job. Pipe-smoking villains. Nobody cares about that. You didn't come to Country Squire Radio for that. We went there, but we you didn't. didn't come here for that. What you came here for is talking about pipes, and more specifically, pipe tobacco. And so, we are reopening and uh, returning to our wonderful series, uh, Tobacco Talk, where we take various tobaccos, and we kind of do a more traditional yeah. review. The yeah. kind of stuff that you find everywhere else, the difference is... It's us doing it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we hope. Which that, means you can trust it even less. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully a, a, a twitch more. Maybe, maybe just a little just more. Just a bit. Just a bit. Uh, no, we're, we, this is so great. Obviously, this is the heart and soul of what we do. And uh, the reason we stay in, uh, in, in you know, a shop like the Country Squire and do what we do is because we love pipe tobacco. Absolutely. And, um, you know, people are, people are pipe guys. People are uh, tobacco guys. People uh, have their own preferences. But I am decidedly a tobacco guy. And so this is... Uh, this makes it a lot of fun. Um, so today we have a couple couple of nice ones, I think. I'm, I'm fired up about this. We're going to talk first about Ooh. Rattray's Exotic Passion. Exotic. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, isn't, yeah. Isn't that can just, just really pretty? It's it's gorgeous. It, it's it's really nice. It, it, it almost it, it, looks like something you'd get like tea out of. Yeah. You know? Or, or like a little Christmas present. Yeah, you no, know? that's right. Like a like a tin of cookies or something. You know. Oh yeah, maybe like one of those with the really like the sugar encrusted cookies. Yeah, with the little paper on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> no, this is great. Of course, uh, Rattray's obviously we've talked about them so much before in the past. It is very uh, old world, uh, wonderful company that you know the brand name is. Has stayed the same, although the manufacturing over the years has changed here and there, but it's done really well. The exotic orange, actually, it is known as exotic orange, but also as exotic passion. A lot of the countries now that, you know, in the Western world are pushing towards having less and less of uh, food or fruit names in the title of the tobacco, right? Because they're trying to get away from that. Yeah, I mean, is is there a stigma? It's not that it's a stigma. It's just that they're trying to, you know, in, in a lot of countries, their mind is, oh, we don't want kids thinking this is going to be like a supercharged blueberry slurpy tobacco kind of deal and that's why you know they're trying that's why they're trying to get rid of like menthol cigarettes and stuff because oh mint well that attracts young people whatever so the eu is that self-regulation or is that regulation oh no that's definitely government yeah Yeah. definitely government uh, regulation so in in the eu they have forced them to change the name from this from exotic orange to exotic passion now in, in the united states occasionally you can still find a can uh, that's called exotic orange because we have not quite gotten that far. Although you know, it's it's certainly looking like it's going to head in that direction. Passion sounds oh. better than orange, though. That well, sounds I know, like you I know. know. And, and and actually, I kind of like it because it, it doesn't pigeonhole this blend before you smoke it. So you yeah. know, I, I got a lot of different things when I smoked this tobacco. You know, and orange was one of them. I don't know. It kind of didn't didn't pigeonhole it, right? You know, yeah, you kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you get almost identified before someone gives you a fair shot. If you're looking for notes of orange, that's all you'll find. But if you're kind of like, if it's more right. of an open end, like, and you're like, what other notes are, like, what notes are in here? You'll pick up the orange, well, but you might yeah. pick up uh, a little bit of this, So, that. you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Kohlhaas and Kopp, they're, of course, out of Germany, one of the best pipe blenders in the world, and they, they make all the stuff for Rattrays, and then, and also, uh, also uh, Robert McConnell, who we'll talk about next. We've talked about some of their blends before. 
Black Cavendish, Burley, and Virginias. This is a, a general fusion. You know, you're getting a lot of different fruit elements kind of thrown at you. Typically, a tropical fruit. There's some mango in here. It's just a nice, kind of pleasant all-day smoke. There's some floral notes, uh, and, and, and then obviously that orange undercarriage that is kind of throughout the tobacco. I picked up a very faint, but a, but certainly a very distinctive a taste of blackberry in this tobacco too, Ooh, and really? I, I wonder if anyone else got a berry flavor that maybe maybe wasn't intended, or or maybe it was intended. Maybe huh. you know a lot of times they'll mix different fruit flavors in order to meld them together to accomplish something that's that's t- almost like the sum is greater than the parts kind of deal, you know. And so blackberry may be a maybe a part of that as well. Relatively uh, dry aromatic for a tinned aromatic. A lot of tins typically are drier than your bulk aromatics. You know, there's less of the um, kind of stickiness, gunkiness there. It stays lit easy. It's something that's very easy to smoke. It has lots of flavor. Burns relatively cool, again, if you sip the tobacco. And the great thing about this particular tobacco is it won't gunk up the pipe, right? It's it's got a very nice, uh, strong flavor. That orange undercarriage just goes through the entire bowl. But it's not going to gunk up your pipe, which is really nice so yeah it's just uh you know one of those things that i think is a a nice all-day tobacco uh it could ghost your pipe a little bit there is almost an element of lakeland-esque flavor there that's just enough of that kind of uh, floral note to think about that so you'll want to smoke this in a in a pipe that you're going to be enjoying aromatic tobaccos out of right isn't that true of any aromatic though that you kind of run the risk yeah to, to some degree now i think others are you know not quite as distinctive or for some people as offensive as as others a lot of aromatics can be you know drier more mellow this certainly is a mellow tobacco but it's not over the top with sweetness or whatever but at the same time it's going to have just enough of that tang to think you know you probably want to put this in a pipe that's dedicated towards aromatic tobacco interesting yep. interesting so that we can get a good clean smoke but we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about that option later yeah no that's good that's <laughs> that, that's exactly right yeah so yeah. uh so beautiful i'll let you uh kind of take a look at that yeah. and describe what you're seeing there and gorgeous then, uh yeah so of course you got the uh the black tin with the uh the orange writing 100, and 100 gram tin big uh big square can oh you're a yeah. rectangle right yeah like yeah um, that's right yeah, yeah yeah and then of course you've got the uh the orange tree in in gold so you have kind of these uh golden fruits it's, it's uh lifted it's uh indented what, what do you call it when you got the embossed embossed is that is that it that sounds right yeah, yeah it's got a good texture to it like that's that's really nice and so you feel like you're about to open something really special so i think i've said this kind of thing before yeah but whenever you have that wow first of all sorry the 10 note is very orange yeah, you, uh, you open it and, and yeah. you get you get the citrus immediately, right? Yeah. How orange is it? Orange enough that I had to stop talking to notify it because it <laughs> hit me real, real strong. But I've talked about this before, but I feel like whenever the tins are of this caliber, you're almost missing something if you don't have more of that paper you know, wrapping inside. to go around no, it. No, it's like when you buy the fancy bread at the grocery store yeah. and you have to unwrap it twice. You yeah, open yeah, the bread yeah. and it's still not open because it's fancy. It's got the, it's well, got the paper. Well, wrap. yeah, no, th- this is this, th- this uh, tobacco equivalent of that. You yeah. open it and then you have to open it again. But see, you know, this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> with with this one though, I'm almost kind of surprised that you got a plastic wrap as opposed to more of like the parchment wrap. You know, like yeah, but it's it, it is kind of this nice cellophane. Oh, you know, from a quality yeah. standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, but yeah. It's, you know, it's just, no, I, I get know. it. I get. It. I will say it is better than other situations like this I've seen. Especially because you have kind of the gold Rattray's logo on it, a Rattray's logo on it. Yeah, that's printed on the on the plastic. It does. Yeah. It does kind of maintain that that sense of quality and uh, sophistication, even. All right. So again, it was not fully opened. We opened up the tin. Boom! Orange in your face. Right. Ooh, beautiful. Okay, so very very fruity. Um, yeah. As soon as you smell the tobacco, you, you you're immediately aware that this is an aromatic treat. Right. It's one of those that you know, if you're not into citrus or something like that, you know, this is probably not the tobacco for you. 
interesting. Well, but because- and it's not just citrus. I mean, like you yeah. said before, there there is almost kind of a berry note. Like even though the tin note is very orange, it's the mm-hmm. first thing that you're kind of hit with. Mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that this is just an orange bomb. Well, yeah, and there I mean? and there are floral notes there as well. You know, some people might even get a lot of aromatics are notorious for this. You'll get. Uh, you know, notes of chocolate and liqueur and all kinds of other things, mm-hmm. uh, w- which is interesting. Now, this is one of those cans. You know, Solani's got a few tins like this. Some of the special edition Peterson tins are like this. Rattray's, of course, uh, has several tins like this. But th- this is not a vacuum sealed tin. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, and we've talked huh. about this before yeah. on the show. You know, this is a can where this has a shelf life. Right. When this is put on the shelf in a shop, because this is not vacuum sealed, you're going to want to buy this at a relatively early state, at, you know, after it's been manufactured and put on the shelf. So this is not one of those cans where, you know, you're going to go in the store and find one from 2008 and that's a good thing. Right. If, if you do want to sell this tobacco, you need to get it because it's not vacuum sealed. Take it out of its packaging and put it in a some type of tight sealed glass jar, mason jar or something of that nature relatively quick. Because this does, uh, unlike almost all other tobacco packaging, does have, you know, kind of that shelf life. Yeah. So, so something to think about. Right. It's the beauty of a can like this that is so attractive. But at the same time, you know, you're going to want to take, uh, especially tobacco as expensive as this, you're probably looking at a 20 or $25 tin of tobacco. Yeah. And so you're probably going to want to take the tobacco out of here and put it in some type of jar if you plan on keeping it long term. So, yeah. I mean, it's the shape, right? When it all comes down to it. Is it? I mean, it's harder to vacuum seal a rectangle or a square as opposed to. Well, that's to... part of it, but then it, also this—it was never even meant to be vacuum sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's almost—you know—if you create something this size, there are plenty of vacuum sealed tins that are square or rectangular. Uh, but for whatever reason, some of these blenders with their special edition stuff, more premium stuff, they choose to not do that, and I, I think that's. Interesting. I, I don't know why. Maybe because the packaging is just so attractive, they think they can get away with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> ser- ser- seriously, though, you know. Right, 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 and, and, yeah. and then also people reuse these tins. They'll put their little pipe knickknacks in here. I mean, it's big enough to reuse as a small pipe caddy, you know, if you've got a pipe and, you know, maybe fold up a few pipe cleaners, an ounce of tobacco, and, and your check tool will all fit in there. So, oh, yeah, um, man. so anyway, something to think about. But yeah, it, it, this is a tobacco you're going to want to buy uh, pretty soon after it was manufactured, and if you do want to keep it long term, you'll want to, uh, you, you know, you want to put it in a jar. All right. Yeah. So if a, if fantastic uh, tobacco, I think really nice. Just something that's nice for uh, an everyday aromatic smoke. One note: uh, a, a lot of folks online uh, said this is a great aromatic for people that like Virginia tobaccos. And so if you're if you're a Virginia tobacco smoker, that particularly those flakes that kind of have a citrusy note to them anyway, but want something a little sweeter. This may be kind of a an aromatic, ready rubbed, ribbon cut tobacco that you know you could introduce occasionally just to kind of augment your Virginia tobacco collection. So anyway. that's good. Yeah, something to think about. There you have it for Rattray's exotic, exotic passion. passion. Ooh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I sense a Saturday Night Live sketch coming coming out of that? Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there. Um, yep. Yeah. All right. What we got next? So next, of course, a very highly sought after tobacco, sometimes hard to find, it seems like nowadays. Uh, Robert McConnell, we've talked about mm. uh, the history of Robert McConnell. We've talked about even some of their packaging and stuff, how it's just very simple and, and all that for, for such a venerated, you know, historic, old school brand. But again, uh, all these tobaccos from Robert McConnell made by Kohlhaas and Kopp as well, uh, that again, you know, that that blender, that manufacturer in Germany is just making some of the best, most well-known tobaccos on earth. And they, they do a great job. There's just so many, so many good ones that they produce nowadays. But we're talking today about Glenn Piper. 
uh, Glenn Piper, a mellow aromatic pipe tobacco. They're not much on giving you a whole lot of information when you look at the tin. You pull your tin of Robert McConnell tobacco out, you just don't get a lot more no. than the name. You I know? mean, like if that's, it, that's about all you get. I'm guessing green apple or mint. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Because yeah, it's green. Because because it, it's green. That's really well, all or you, lime. Cause that's it all is, you get. Yeah, or like like a lime flavor. Yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, the back of it, all it says is mature Virginia sweet Cavendish and brown. Why wouldn't they? That that that's all it says. Mature Virginia sweet Cavendish, comma brown. Brown so, Cavendish, as opposed to black Cavendish. I, 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 maybe. I, hmm? I, I I don't know. It just says brown. Well, why wouldn't they call it yeah. a tin brown? <laughs> why is it green? I don't know. Why didn't they put green at the back of it? I don't know. I don't know. It but, was green at one point. But what's so I've funny, seen tobacco leaves. What's so funny about these tobaccos is that they're some of the best in the world and some of the most sought after right now. But yeah, you're just kind of getting this simple little nondescript can that, uh, you know, could have anything in it. So, uh, so, so Glenn, Glenn Piper, a mellow aromatic pipe tobacco, Black Cavendish, what it doesn't say is it's got Kentucky and Perique in it as well. And so this is interesting because this is an aromatic tobacco that is featuring tobaccos that are commonly found in more robust, peppery, spicy, you know, sophisticated tobaccos that tend to tend to not have any topping or casing on them, or at least not very commonly. So you've got one of these hybrid style blends that we like to talk about, right? A tobacco that features non-aromatic elements, but it, it is decidedly in the aromatic camp. It just, uh, you know, has some tobaccos that you wouldn't think. Our old Toby that we sell at the shop here has Perique in it. Well, Perique typically isn't in a lot of uh, aromatic tobaccos, but sometimes, you know, the guy behind the counter is uh, feeling a little a little squirrely and it's like, hey, let's throw some of that in there, see let's what happens. Crazy. And, and, then you, and then you have a pretty good tobacco, you know? So, again, technically not an air, or it is an aromatic, but, you know, you'll get some different things here. They hot press the tobacco for several days and then slowly introduce the flavor elements of fruit and liqueur into this tobacco. And so you're going to get a variety of things. Uh, most people say it's like a chocolate or a cocoa flavor. I, I got the impression that this is almost like if Lane 1Q were maybe richer and deeper with more bolder notes that had uh, just a non-aromatic element to it. It's almost like Lane 1Q's grown-up, older, more sophisticated brother, right? Okay. Uh, which I thought was a, kind of a fascinating thing. So you, you do get some chocolate in there. Yeah, just a, lots of rich notes, uh, dark. It kind of reminds me of those mature Virginias that have a lot of natural sugar and, and all that. So anyway, uh, really tasty. It, it is uh, smooth. Uh, again, as most aromatics are, if you smoke them very slowly, and so the tin moisture is nice. You open up the can. Actually, I'm gonna let you uh, you open up that can. Okay, yeah. And uh, as as I open it up, can I can I kind of channel one of our listeners really quick? Of course, yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. As I as I open up the can, I would share with Unicorn Piper his feelings that it's just like chocolate covered raisins. Wow. Wow, live, live, live commentary. No, that's hey, that's great, and um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 unicorn piper, you were the reason I drank. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, wow. we have uh, so many wonderful tobaccos that that are you know really uh, just have that raisin flavor, chocolate covered raisins. So immediately, I kind of noticed that the texture here seems a little bit drier. I don't, I mean, I'm sure as you get down, that's not necessarily the case, but yeah, no, that's right. It, this is a ready rub tobacco. They've taken the the flakes of this and just kind of torn it apart by hand and it has a, kind of a chunky characteristic to it mm -hmm. it's on the edge of between ready rubbed and ribbon cut it's just real kind of a nice um consistency to it no reason really to tear it apart any further than it already is but the moisture level i, I think is just right for smoking immediately it is a little more moist than the exotic passion hmm. or the exotic orange that we talked about earlier 
And so one of those that you'll just be able to dive right in, I think. Some people might want to let it dry out a little bit more, which is fine. So, so. one thing, I mean, I, I it's I definitely, it doesn't have a strong tin note, but you get in there, you definitely get the, yeah. kind of the scent of cocoa. Not necessarily chocolate per se, but yeah. cocoa. It's a deeper, richer flavor. Yeah. Uh, certainly no milk chocolate or anything like that. It's cocoa, dark chocolate. There's a bitterness there that's really pleasing, huh, I think. Yeah, yeah. This is a very full-bodied tobacco. And it's interesting, you know, as you exhale on the back end of that deal, you're going to get those notes of pepper, you know, smoke, peat, which are just not particularly characteristic of, of aromatic tobaccos, which I think is uh, is is interesting. But again, this is a full-bodied uh, tobacco and it does have that aromatic note to it. So it's a, it's a good good tobacco. I think it's a, it's going to be a stretch for your aromatic smoker uh, and it'll be a stretch for your purely non-aromatic smoker. So you've got this little devilish grin on your face and I, no, I, I, I don't know what to do with it. I just wanted to say, Unicorn, I I, I think it smells like chocolate covered raisins. <laughs> John David is he's not he's not a snob, but for whatever reason, whenever anybody mentions raisins, he gets a little snobbish on that. You know, you just hear it. Uh, but I mean, it's there just because just because you don't like a, it. Everybody only, says that about everything doesn't mean so it's not times, there in this one. There, there's only so many times you can take it. You know, I mean, I, now, now I feel like we're bleeding back into last week's pipe fails episode. <laughs> You know, how many times am I going to open up the Cherokee jar and someone says, "Man, that smells just like Red Man." It's like I, you know, I, you can only take a beating so so much. Well, I I will I will echo that. I do think the Glen Piper does have that kind of cocoa raisin. That is fantastic. Type, type I, I'm 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 thrilled. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to take one of our tobaccos next year and call it. I, I'm I'm not even going to make a new tobacco. I'm just going to take an existing Country Squire tobacco, uh-huh. put it in another jar. So I have two jars of the same exact tobacco. <laughs> but this tobacco I will label raisin flavor. And, and and people are like, wow, this is such a new, delicious blend. It's amazing. I just you channeled the raisin flavor you got so the well. You got and it and it'll be you know I, I don't know. It could be anything. It could be. Um, it, it doesn't matter. It's we, just uh, we touched a nerve, unicorn. Okay. We touched yeah. A nerve. No. That that's that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. Uh, you got you got my blood pressure up. It's so great. so two <laughs> so two very different tobaccos right here. Yeah. They're, and they and they're great. I think both in their own right. Uh, you know, have a, have a good place on your shelf. So aromatic tobaccos, of course, the Robert McConnell Glenn Piper is going to be a, a tobacco that. Uh, you know, will appeal more to the full-bodied, non-aromatic smokers that want maybe something just a little different. I think you'll be happy if you try both. That's good, man. Well, so, you know, you mentioned, of course, in, in the conversation, this always comes out during Tobacco Talks. We talk about all these various notes that you may get. You know, there's the, hey, this is uh, used to be called orange tobacco, so you're going to yep. get the orange. But then, you yep. know, you'd want to dive a little bit deeper, figure out what other notes are in there. And also, when you're trying out new tobaccos, I will argue, you always run the risk of ghost your pipe. If Regardless. You don't, yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you're going into this, and you don't know what you're, what you're tasting. That's always a risk. That's always a risk. So what we recommend is always making sure that you enjoy new tobaccos to get all of the run, wonderful flavor sensations out of a good quality, clean smoking pipe, like the good pipes at Missouri Meerschaum. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Missouri Meerschaum uh, makes the perfect tasting pipes for, Absolutely. The, for a new tasting experience. And so anytime you pick up that new tobacco that you're curious about, whether it's one of the ones we talk about on Country Squire Radio or or someone something uh, something someone has gifted you, a Missouri Meerschaum pipe is always a safe bet to go. So of course, valuable pipes at a very inexpensive price. You know, a, a pipe like the Legend is perfect for this because it's a mm. medium-sized bowl. Uh, it's very light. The length is just perfect for tasting without getting tongue bite. Missouri Meerschaum, they're, they're great because they make so many pipes that are fun and funky and unique. You've got short little pocket pipes and big old Churchwarden MacArthur-style pipes. But a pipe like the Legend is perfect for for tasting that new tobacco out of because you'll get a nice medium-sized bowl. We're talking a 
you know, 30, 40, 50 minute smoke here that is going to give you just the perfect amount of time to enjoy that new tobacco and, and pick up all the all the great flavors that are there. So check out the great pipes at Missouri Meerschaum. You can go to corncobpipe.com and get them straight from the manufacturer or, of course, at your favorite tobacconist uh, that is worth their salt. And That's so, right. uh, yeah. And if you got a legend, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself doing so. Tweet that in to us. We love retweeting it out because it's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. We got a pipe question of the week this week in from Nick Blackwell. Now, I made mention yeah. of this actually last week that during the pipe shop fails oh no that's right because this was uh, like a submission for that but we thought maybe this would make its own good question in its own right exactly basically and, yeah. and also yeah. kind of a nice way to almost kind of follow up that episode a little yeah, bit sure. so if uh, if you haven't tuned into that episode yet pipe shop fails part three or something of that nature um <laughs> be sure be sure to check that out it's a fun show Wait. we talk about like i highly recommend listening to episode one and episode two and then episode three I, I think that oh, just oh, gives I it I, I, yeah. of, of pipe, pipe shop, shop fails, fails. Yeah, yeah, series. Yeah. I I think that gives it a nice context there for uh for someone. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So yeah. yeah so, so but but so basically the the general concept <laughs> of the of the uh, series is figure out you know for John Dave to share some of uh, the more uh, tragic stories of the way that uh, various <laughs> customers have treated him or the shop or the products, uh, as well as for some customers to vent about how their local shops. Maybe not as well uh, representing themselves as they should. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's an airing of grievances is really what it is. Oh, yeah. It's, you a, know, it's we a festivist. Get, we are getting close to festivist. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It is, it, you know what? It, it may, that needs to be a festivist tradition. Maybe maybe me and Pilgrim Zach should have a feats of strength. Oh, my goodness. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be amazing. All right. Well, here is uh, Nick's question. He says, I want to know, does it constitute a fail on my part to sift through the tins in a store in order to find one that is older? He says that some shops around me have tins that sit around for years. I'm talking about places that serve mostly as, you know, humidors. Anyway, yeah, sure. Anyway, there's a possible customer fail on my part because I ticked off one of the employees by asking him the ages of a bunch of fourth gen 1855 tins that he pulled from a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Is I, that a pipe shop fail? I, I don't think so. It's one of those things where if you're into pipe tobacco, if you understand it, and if you're a retailer, you know that when you put something on the shelf like that, it it's not just something to sell to pay the bills. It's also, it's an investment. Sure. You know, th these are investments. A lot of tobaccos do appreciate with age, right? And so... Uh, there are folks that'll walk in their local cigar humidor and look for some of you know if they're if it's a well maintained humidor they'll look for some of the oldest cigars that are there because they you know it's more seasoned and it's had an opportunity to mellow out and that kind of thing you know and obviously uh, the aging process on sealed pipe tobacco uh, has a tremendous amount of value right and so you know if you've got these tobaccos at a at a shop man go go through it. it you know sometimes the ones with the most dust on them that might be the best buy right so yeah i, I don't think that that's really a a pipe shop fail on your part i you know i I'd, i would i would be more than happy if you came to our shop to help you find some of the older tins on our on our shelf not not that we have a bunch cuz we we tend to move our stuff pretty good but there are shops that don't you know move a lot of pipe tobacco and so the stuff can kind of sit and sometimes you're kind of paying you know, when you buy the tobacco, you know, if you buy a five-year-old can of Mac Baron Navy Flake or something, you're paying the store to have aged it for you, you know, in, yeah, a, yeah. in a controlled environment. So I don't know, maybe there's uh, something there, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I certainly as a, uh, as a retailer, a tobacconist, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be offended by that uh, if someone came in and said, hey, what, you know, show me some of the things that maybe you've had a little while 
Um, because I know what you're asking is, hey, what's what's fermented longer in that can? What's developed some more flavors and 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 all that kind of thing? Just from the the process of aging, you know, pipe tobacco we all know is so good, particularly for those non aromatics. In my head, I kind of qualify pipe shops as kind of any specialty store, like you know, like like a comic book shop or like a record store or something like that. You know what I mean? And in, in yeah. terms of yeah. A lot of times you get the products, they're all out and displayed and, and, you know, in record stores and comic book shops, you think about those long, uh, long boxes where you kind of comb through to find that record that you're looking for. You comb through to find that issue that you're looking for. And I mean, like you can see right behind us for those that are tuned in live. I mean, here at the Country Squire, you've got all the tens lined up and yeah. everything else. I mean, they're they're kind of there to be fiddled with. I mean, like no, right? it, that's the fun of it, right? Yeah. You, you walk into a pipe shop and you want to rummage through their stuff, right? right? I mean, they, you know, there's these. You're uh, on the hunt. Well, you you are on the hunt, right? Yeah. It's kind of like going to a, I don't know, your favorite thrift store or flea market or something. You're kind of wanting to. You know, just rummage through the stuff and see and see what they got. Now, for me, that's that's always part of the fun of going to a, a smoke shop that I've never been in before, both for pipes and cigars. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think it's a good time. Yeah, I was I was about to bust out some. I'm gonna pop some tens as a parody for thrift store, but then I think we actually already did that once. <laughs> so it's somewhere in the archives. <laughs> uh, well, great question. Um, and yes, yeah, so if it uh, you can rest assured, Nick, you were not. Uh, you you did not do a pipe shop fail. I would argue that it's on the pipe shops fail, like that. The pipe shop failed you in that instance. You know, I I remember when McClelland was in business. Obviously, we were a big McClelland dealer and had you know sold their tobacco for decades. But you know, on the bottom of every can of McClelland, they put the date of that tobacco hmm. on the tin. Yeah, and I and you know people would go through our McClelland tins and turn over every single can to find and and people when they came up to you know, check out at the register, they'd say, man, I, I this can, it, it has 2012 on it, you know, or something huh, like that. And, yeah. and they were really proud of that. And I was happy for them. You know, now, w- what's interesting about McClelland is a lot of times they would ship tobacco to the retailer that had been aged at their place. And so I might order a tin oh, of tobacco in 20, I might order a tin of tobacco in 2017 huh. and, and it would say 2014 on the tin, which is kind of interesting. You know, there's wow. no telling how long it sat even at their warehouse, which huh. is kind of interesting. But <laughs> um, man, that, that's part of the fun for me, you know, uh, learn those date codes, learn how to how to figure out, you know, how old those tins are. Because, you know, a lot of times the retailer won't know. I've, I've forgotten, I can't tell you how many times I've learned and then forgotten how to date Dunhill, you know, pipe tobacco, uh, because there's a very specific way with the code that's on there. So, you know, learn it and enjoy the treasure hunt. Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. All right, man. Quick fire question. All right, man. Here we go. These are coming in from <laughs> Jordan Scoville. All right, this is a car Jordan. car edition or driving edition. Okay. Let's say. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, which is great because are you a car guy? Not really. Yeah, neither am I. So yeah. this will be fun. I, I I appreciate it occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so manual or automatic? Automatic. Do you know how to drive a stick? I do not know how to drive a stick. I don't either. Yeah, so. That, I, I, would you I, like to? I just, I, I can't believe I just admitted that in front of, you know. <laughs> the Country Squire radio p- crowd. P- potentially. <laughs> You know, potentially, you know, 20,000 people, but I mean, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't drive, you know, I, I can't do it. Judgment, judgment. This is, this is, this is the, the and, raising and frankly, council and frankly, is, is I've not judging it. you. And frankly, I've judging. earned it. You know, those memes about like the hipster will never be able to steal a car because it's got manual transmission or whatever. Like that, that's me. Like if it, I, you could give me the keys to one and say, hey, it's yours. And I wouldn't even be able to drive it away. No. <laughs> that terrible? It'd be straining. A car, truck, or SUV. I think it's your preference, not necessarily what you drive. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go with the car. 
Mm-hmm. I like the maneuverability of a car, but I, I have a pickup truck and a car, and I enjoy driving both for different occasions, but I, I on average, I'm going to go with a, a car. I like an SUV. I find them to be very versatile. Well, and you can put more stuff in them. Right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's like... And you got, you know, kids and all that kind of stuff. Well, so, but even beyond you know. the kids, like, I mean, yes, that's that's why I have an SUV, but at the yeah. same time, yeah. it's big enough so that you can move your own stuff, but it's not a truck where you feel like you're required to move other people's stuff. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody calls up the guy with an SUV because you're moving. But if you're moving, yeah. then you got your SUV. And yeah. then you also call your friend with a truck. And by the way, I have a hard and fast rule when it comes to people borrowing my truck for uh-huh. moving. You, you can either have my truck or you can have me, but you but cannot you have, have both. both. <laughs> you, you cannot have both. Yes. And like, Bo, you're one of my best friends. But if you called me and said, hey, I'm moving this weekend, <laughs> I, I would tell you, do you want me or do you want my truck? I'd choose you, man. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, and you did. You helped me move into my house. And I, I remember I did. the back of that uh, U-Haul where we were yeah. like back there holding down the, no, that's like right. the bed or something like that. that, that that's, that's exactly right. You, me, and the bed in the back of a U-Haul. I'm sure the internet's not going to do anything with that. Wow. Uh, all right, man. Satellite or FM radio? Uh, FM. I'm more of a podcast guy. I know that's hard to believe. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to the radio in over a decade. I listen to radio occasionally. You know, it's okay. something I do, but I, I don't, you know, I just don't listen to a whole lot. But, you know, when I do, I guess it's going to be just FM radio. I remember when, anyway, you get kind of a local flavor and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. I remember when Satellite came out and it was like this big, you know, everybody was going crazy about Satellite and it was kind of like the premium thing to have in your car. Yeah, no, that's right. But like, you know, now that I'm in the audio, uh, the audio uh, not auto, but the audio industry, like I know the stats. And satellite is a sliver of a percentage. It's got to be pretty small. It's huh? like eight yeah. to seven percent. Well, now we have it. all our smartphones and stuff, and so you, you've got you've got satellite ish radio on yeah. your on your phone, you know. And you listen to podcasts. I can download audio books exactly. if I'm on a trip, kind yeah. of thing. I I don't when I'm on a trip, I I listen to audio book. That's yeah. kind of what I do. I go I go back and forth between audiobooks and podcasts. And then <laughs> this is crazy, but when I listen to music, I typically listen through YouTube of all things. All right, so between the two of those, I'm I'm a neither. Then self or full service in terms of uh, pumping gasoline? Self-service, because I don't want to tip anyone. Same. I, I didn't <laughs> even know full service was still a thing. What, what's funny, you know, there are states where it is illegal to pump your own gas. Did you know that? I did not know Did that. you know? Did you know you were breaking the law in the state of New Jersey if you pump your own gas? <laughs> it's no problem. I'll never be driving in New Jersey. <laughs> I, 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 I'm dead serious. I didn't know that until earlier this year. Wow. Crazy. Uh, ask any one of our friends, our, our listeners from New Jersey. They'll tell you. Like, you, like you, you cannot... My Even mom. if you wanted to pump your own gas, in the for, I, I would be curious. Who, to know whoever about that. has control over the local gas pumpers union, <laughs> I could just see them like with their giant like cigar, like man, see, we got this industry on lockdown, man. Holding the whole try, fast. just try, try I just pumping didn't even your own know gas. That was a thing. That it's, seems it's like a such thing. a. There's one self service gas. There's one uh, full service gas station in the city of Jackson, and it's over by Whole Foods over there, of course. Of course. And uh, you know, you, you'll see the little oh. ladies pulling up in their, yeah. you know, the Chevron. Yeah. If you pull up close in the lane, I see the old ladies. If you pull up in the lane closest to the to the station, it says full. Someone's going to come out there and pump your gas for you. All right, so that's my only context. But for you this. better tip them. Well, so I. I have pulled up to the full service and pumped my own gas, though, because the other ones were... Well, you made someone mad. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was like a like a bygone thing. Like, you know, you know how people keep the old signs that like yeah, uh, yesteryear? Yeah. I, that's what I thought that yeah. was. But I have no, seen it. the old ladies. That's it. All right, man. So uh, the last two, night or day driving? Day driving. Day driving, absolutely. Night driving's dangerous. Uh, deer. I don't, I don't know where you are in the rest of the country, but here, deer. Interstate highway or country roads? You know, generally a country road. 
Yeah, I, 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 it's just more fun, right? You get to see the back roads and go through little small towns. I don't know. I like it. Country road, take me home to the place where I belong. Take it away, Mississippi. It's West Virginia. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, country roads all the way. If for no other reason than that song, which is great. Yep. All right, that's going to be the quick fire questions. Again, that's coming in from uh, Jordan. Thank y'all so yeah, much. It was for great. That. You always love hearing from Jordan. And hey, yep. if you got some quick fire questions for us, be sure to uh, uh, send them in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Mountain mama, take me home. All right, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, now I got, I'm going to have that stuck in my head. I was hoping we going to get out of this episode without you singing, you know, but nah, anyway. Man, that's, yeah. that's, you don't want that. Well, that's how we're going to get, you that's get how it. we're going to do it today. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. We got a uh, nice email from uh, from Derek. Again, this is kind of following up the pipe sh- uh, shop fails. Yeah. Always a popular episode. Yeah. Always no, generates content like beyond... Uh, that that one particular episode. So uh, let's let's see what uh, Derek had to say. Yeah, Derek. Hey guys, I wish I had a pipe shop fail to add for another show, but my only complaint is being recognized in a smoke shop as quote the pipe guy. I live in a pipe desert, and my local tobacconist has a pipe selection the size of a mini fridge. I've been a pipe smoker on and off for years, but during the past year, I've developed patience, and pipe smoking has become so much more enjoyable. And a process to slow down after a long day, which, you know, we see that people dabble, they go away from the pipe, then they get interested again, they relearn how to do it, and then uh, and then he's all in. So uh, that's, that's Derek's story. He says, anyway, I have a dumb question. What's up with Esoterica? I've heard jokes about it. I've seen cartoons about it in Pipes Magazine. <laughs> I've seen it on so many good tobacco websites, but never in stock. And I haven't even met someone <laughs> who's had it. Um, it's it's humorous at this point. The yeah. biggest tobacco conspiracy since Sam gave you with Black XX, a tobacco everyone has heard of, but no one can smoke. Uh, not, not no one has smoked, but he said no one can smoke. Yeah. Uh, Esoterica seems to be a tobacco that exists, but no one has smoked it. No one has ever bought it, but exists only on websites. The reviews are just from people who don't want to seem like they've never had it. <laughs> just like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. The Esoterica gold packaging disappears whenever you get close. Is it really that good? And what makes it so sought after and out of stock all the time? Here's a Squire scenario. You're shipwrecked on a desert island. You've done the Robinson Crusoe thing and are able to live pretty okay. You have plenty of matches, pipe cleaners, pipe tools, and a great assortment of pipes. What are the two tobaccos you'd want to have with you? All right, so, so, he's, so he's commenting on several things in, in his feedback here. Sure, We've yeah, got, yeah. Uh, first of all, being the pipe guy, the quote-unquote pipe guy at a, uh, at, a, at a shop that doesn't do a lot of pipe stuff, right? I feel like that could be an episode unto itself. It, it really could. I, you know, I've, I've been in other shops where they're like, well, you know, this shop, they don't do any pipe stuff, but yeah. they let us come here and, you know, take up their space and, that, drink, and drink their coffee and that, that kind of thing. And, I, and that's really common. Yeah. So I, you know, um, yeah, we ought to probably ought to talk about yeah, that that's some good. more because there's, uh, honestly, most premium smoke shops in America, that's probably, if you're a pipe enthusiast, that's probably the case. And so, um, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, and then, of course, talking about the Esoterica stuff, yeah, it, what you don't know is each and every package comes with a bottle of champagne. And so when you buy it, no, it uh, you're getting that. <laughs> there, there's a golden ticket in there that um, you know gives you a yes. free ride on a yacht. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's it's incredible. Instant teleportation. No, it, it, an instant, yeah, you yeah. get, it, you're, it opens up a whole new universe, right? And it's so virtual um, augmented reality that you experience right then and there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's right. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, I, drone. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, right. Te- yeah. Just start naming things that are. Um, it's all crammed in esoteric. <laughs> yeah. Or, or esoteric. Yeah. No, it, you know, it is amazing. Uh, you know, obviously we've talked about it multiple times. It, it's something that I'm tempted occasionally to review, like in a tobacco talk right. that we do. But I, I don't want to because no one can ever get the stuff, right? So let me review this tobacco for you. And then you want to smoke it, but then you can't go, you can't even go find it. You know, it'd be like me reviewing uh, today a McClellan tobacco. Well, you, they don't even make the stuff anymore. So, you know, with Esoterica, they make it, but it's like, well, you can't go get it. So I, I don't know. It just kind of makes it difficult. Anyway, yeah, it, 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 good tobacco. There's some a- excellent tobaccos there. It's just kind of become the it thing. And it, and it hmm. moved on from... Uh, Stonehaven and Penzance being the ones to get, and now all of them are hard to get. Yeah. And, and, it, and it doesn't matter. I could have 48 cans of Margate, and they'd be gone. You know, that It doesn't matter which one it is. And so I, I, I think the, the folks there, they're masters of scarcity. They're masters of packaging. Yes. Uh, you know, they, they know what they're doing. Just it's, it's great tobacco. Is it worth 75 bucks for a two-ounce tin? Maybe. No, I'm going to say maybe. I, 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 I'm going to say no, but but for <laughs> but that's for me, right? Maybe, maybe you, there's, exactly. Maybe there's, you know, the market out there, if you, if you want to buy it, if you want to try it that bad, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the market in some sense will sustain it. I, I was reading, a, uh, there's an Esoterica group uh, on Facebook I was reading, and this, um, this tobacconist, instead of selling whole tins of Esoterica, this kind of blew my mind. I've got mixed feelings about this, but instead of sending whole, selling whole tins of it, they broke up, they opened the bag or the can, and they were selling one-ounce portions of Esoterica for $10 plus tax apiece. Wow. Now, what one one ounce of this stuff for wow. 10 bucks? And I'm just thinking, like, you know, if you're going to do that, start a pipe club. Like, if you're going to do that, sure. open an open a eBay store. Like, I don't know. For, for me, it was just a little... A little over the top, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, it, it's on there. It, the, the reason it's hard to get is because it comes with a uh, it comes with champagne. We still have not done our esoteric centric episode. That needs to happen. I don't think we have, have we? No, we never have, and that needs to be a goal for 2019. Yeah, no, we'll we'll do that. That needs to happen. Uh, lastly, uh, just very quickly, two pipe tobaccos on the desert island uh, go with our house blend Merryweather and Vowin 14. But but with a close second, with a very close second of Orlet Golden Slice, uh, the Vowen it, it by by a hair, yeah, is the, the Vowen uh, Virginia Flake by a hair. Is it yeah. possible to revive no longer on the market tobaccos? Because I would yeah, say sure. my two my two would be Frogmorton Cellar yeah. and Treasure Island from uh, from the Squire from the Squire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, very different tobaccos. Well, that's what you want. Exactly, you're on a desert island. You're on you a know? desert island, and plus, right. like you desert gotta have island, variety. Treasure Island, like with that nice rum in the. Uh, oh yeah, that's good. Squire. I mean, like, that's just yeah. that. That's a Match made in heaven. In yeah, my no, I like that. That is a beach tobacco. But anyway, it is. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, well, great, great listener feedback. Thank you so much for that, man. Also, uh, I've been this episode. I've been doing my best to dive into the the YouTube chat. It, it's you know I kind of like that. If you'll take YouTube, I can kind of take uh, look at twi- Twitter. It's almost right? like we planned that, and and, and we, we didn't. didn't. So yeah, <laughs> but it's almost like that, uh, man. So we've uh, we got some great thoughts from our friends in Jersey. Uh, Jason is actually saying that the self-service or the full service rather is really helpful spe- specifically when the weather is that cold. It's, it's nice to have, you know, it makes sense. And he does say that sense. he has never actually tipped anybody who, who does the full service, but up there they just charge a little bit more. So it's like baked okay. into the, the price of the gas. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, yeah, uh, to each his own, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, it's a foreign concept to us cause we're down in Mississippi. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. It's just, we just don't do that. No, it's just yeah. it's just different. Except if you're the old lady that drives her Jaguar up by the Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't I don't 
I don't think Jason is that old lady. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think he is. That doesn't strike me as an old lady name. No, no. He I might have a Jaguar, though. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, man, we also uh, got a lot of feedback that most everybody uh, podcasts and audiobooks in terms of the quick fire questions instead of uh, radio or satellite. Right. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's the Council of Raisins, was it? The, the Raisin Council is uh, putting together a formal complaint uh, that we will be <laughs> receiving here in the future. Uh, they're rightfully coming to Unicorn's aid uh, as, uh, as, as... No, that's, <laughs> that's fair. I, you know, we ought, maybe we should interview... Uh, we, we could have a new... Or one of our new sponsors could be uh, the, the... The Council of Raisins? The Council the Raisin, of Raisins. Raisin Council? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Port... <laughs> Portland Paul asks where you get the Rattray's exotic passion. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find that. It may be under exotic orange, uh, so check that out. Uh, he also says, every single time I open a new blend and revel in how delicious it smells, I'm talking about the different notes I'm picking out. Uh, and my daughter says, let me smell it. And with a devilish smirk, she says, it smells like raisins just to bug me. So, see, obviously, it's, uh, it, it goes both ways. It's not just for me. Uh, you know, even, uh, even Portland Paul's precious daughter well, is, uh, you know. is, is picking up on the fun. So, uh, she, she picked that up, by the way, uh, just from watching the show. So, uh, to, to, Portland <laughs> Paul's daughter, to Portland Paul's daughter, you, you are the only one that can get away with it, and, and, we're, and we smile. I love it. Yeah. I love how we're <laughs> – Country Squire Radio is such a bridge medium. Because we've got we've got you know the the longtime pipe smokers we've got yeah. the current generation if you will the incoming I I don't even know if it's it's accurate to say that we're still part of the incoming generation but now we've got the up and coming generation no that's right that, that's the it's our that's uh, our future generation it's, it's yeah. crazy Portland Paul also says Oregon is a no self service gas state as well oh, and wow. no one tips so he says even in Oregon where you have to this is such get a crazy someone, thing yeah it's man. just I yeah, no yeah I, I had no had thing. no clue it was a thing yeah wow. I just haven't ever driven in either of those states so I don't know. But you don't apparently you don't tip, uh, or at least you know, <laughs> it, 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 either you don't tip or they spit on Portland Paul's car every time he fills up his car. Right. right? So, right. <laughs> and he's just getting it wrong. But yeah. I, that's probably not the case. John but. Griffin right, weighing in on the esoterica. <laughs> uh, our brief discussion. We are going to have a more in depth one. Yeah, sure. Uh, you're coming up sure. next year. But yeah. Uh, John Gr- Griffin says uh, everything is worth what someone is willing to pay for it. That's true. I and mean, I that, think that's really that's no, really you, what it comes down you're right. to. Right for me, it's not worth it. For someone else, it might be exactly might be super worth. If you got it. the yeah, it's, it's all it. it's all about the market. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, great great listener feedback uh, throughout the live show, and of course, uh, if if you want to tune in live, we'd love to have you. We do it Mondays at noon. Uh, we're actually doing it live here at the Country Squire. As you heard throughout the episode, you might have heard some people walking through the door. Uh, you might hear a little chatting in the background. Uh, the Country Squire is, is is a haven for many locally here, and maybe even a haven away from haven for those of you who want to take your pipe pilgrimage uh, to come in no, and, that's right. and enjoy uh, that's right. us doing the show. I, you might have even heard some chuckles as I busted out singing. Uh, that's they got a lot. People in the background were horrified. They were, they were, horrified. They were, they were running for the hills. No, yeah. they were. They were. No, they was, were like, uh, "Where do I get this out?" Somebody. Our, our I, sales for the rest of the day are, are going through the floor. I meant. I, I meant to mention this. Somebody said they need. We need a Country Squire uh, radio album of sorts, and I think we should do a Christmas album, like the two of us, like with our pipes, like you know, and everything, and uh, you know. Silver bells. Wow. Maybe some of that old like Bing Crosby yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it. We gotta, we gotta, 
we got a holiday special coming up. <laughs> should we should we kind of tease up this holiday special? Uh, not not quite. Not yet. quite yet. Not okay. quite yet. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's, I it's, am excited about it. Yeah, we let's um. Yeah, we yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Fair enough. That, yeah, that's all we'll say about not, that. Not quite yet. Not not quite yet. Yeah. Um, it will actually, be it will be special. We'd love for you to join us again. That's at countrysquareradio.com. You can also follow us throughout the week on the Twitters. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, these shows handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, also, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there because I'm going to put this up on the Twitter. So, uh, you know, me, Ed, Mark, we, uh, we've we got the, the Squire Scallywags on right. the, um, our, our pirate group on a game called Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I just want to put it out there. If y'all want to play this game, they just like put out this big update and everything with a lot of kind of cool stuff. If you want to get your pirate on while hanging out with some pipe friends, uh, let us know. We'll add you to the Scallywags. And um, it's a lot of fun. I actually, I just recorded a Twas the Night Before Christmas for a Sea of Thieves podcast that I listened to. Yeah. Uh, except uh, Santa Claus is a pirate, Captain Nick. Oh, good. It's really good. I'm going I'm to I'm throw Captain it up Nick. on Twitter okay. so people can hear it. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. fun. I had some fun with it. But anyway, so yeah, so uh, hopefully we get to, to game with some of you guys. And uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think that's that, man. It's tobacco it. talk. Dude, tobacco, always have fun with tobacco talk. Brings us back to our, our roots, the good stuff. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, hearing if y'all have ever smoked those tobaccos. Give us your feedback. Absolutely. So, yeah. well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. listening to country squire radio a member of the pottery network for more information on this and other shows please visit pottery.com